Angela's cheek is burning and nothing has changed. Everything has changed. She grabs hold of her husband's shoulder and shakes it hard. Peter, wake up, for God's sake, something's happened. Thirty seconds later, Stefan Larsson is woken by a door slamming somewhere. His pyjamas are sticking to his body. It's hot in the caravan, very hot. He's had enough. Everybody else has aircon. Later on today, when they go shopping, he's going to buy a couple of decent electric fans to sit on the table at the very least. Bim, 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 bom. Stefan's son, Emil, is humming quietly up in the alcove, caught up in some fantasy as usual. Stefan frowns. Something is wrong. He reaches for his glasses with their thick black frames, puts them on and looks around. The faithful old caravan looks the same. When he and Karina bought it 15 years ago, it had been around for at least that long already. But after countless holidays and bird-watching expeditions, it feels like a friend. And you don't sell a friend online for a few thousand kroner. The worn surfaces have a dull sheen in the light penetrating the thin curtains. Nothing unusual about that. Karina's asleep, facing away from him. She's kicked off the sheet, and the generous curve of her hip is like something from an old painting. Stefan leans over her and picks up the salty aroma of her body. He can see tiny beads of sweat at her hairline. Decent fans, that's what they need. His gaze fastens on the tattoo on her shoulder. Two eternity symbols. The yearning for a lasting love. She had them done when they were both young. He worships her. It's a strange word to use, but it's the only one that fits. His eyes widen. Now he knows what it is, the silence. Apart from Karina's breathing and Emil's humming, there is total silence. He glances at the clock, quarter to seven. A campsite is never silent. There's always the hum of machinery on standby, air conditioning units. But not now. The site has stopped breathing. Stefan gets out of bed and glances up at the alcove. Morning, kiddo. Emile is totally focused on his soft toys, moving them around as he whispers, But what about me? Can't I? No, Bengtson, you're in charge of the guns. Stefan goes over to the sink and is filling the coffee pot with water when movements and voices on the grass outside catch his attention. The footballer and his wife are also up and about. So is their daughter. The child is pressed against her mother's bare legs as the woman gestures angrily at her husband. Stefan tilts his head on one side. In a parallel universe, he would be obliged to lust after that woman. She is in nothing more than her bra and panties, and she looks as if she'd stepped straight out of an ad campaign. She is the woman men are supposed to desire. But Stefan has chosen something different, and he is not to be moved. It's a question of dignity, among other things. The coffee pot is full. Stefan turns off the tap, pours the water into the machine, spoons coffee into the filter, then switches it on. Nothing happens. He flicks the switch up and down a couple of times, checks that it is plugged in properly, then thinks, power cut, which also explains the absence of an electrical hum. He tips the water into a pan and places it on the hot plate. Hello? He scratches his head. If there's a power cut, the electric stove won't work either, obviously. As he leans across to switch on the gas instead, he glances out of the window. 
past the quarrelling couple to see what the weather is like. The sky is clear and blue, so it should be a lovely... Stefan gasps and clutches the edge of the sink as he leans closer to the window. He doesn't understand what he is seeing. The stainless steel is warm to the touch. He feels dizzy and his stomach is churning. If he lets go of the sink, he will plummet into emptiness. Peter has found a sweet wrapper in the right-hand pocket of his shorts. There's a faint rustling noise as he scrunches the wrapper inside his clenched fist. Isabella's yelling at him, and he stares at the exact spot on her cheek where the palm of his hand might land if it were not fully occupied with the sweet wrapper. How could you be so fucking stupid leaving the keys in the car when you were so fucking drunk that some idiot was able to drive off and dump us in this... this... He mustn't hit her. If he does, the balance of...